Good morning. This is the November 22nd episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone who wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, we're talking about what legend made their WWF debut on this day in 1990. Mark Calloway had been working for WCW for less than a year when his contract came up for renewal. While he had only began training in late 1986, his uncommon stature and athleticism led to him learning on the job from fairly early on. When Ole Anderson of the WCW Booking Committee made him an offer to continue working under the same contract he was just about to finish in terms of salary, Mean Mark was a bit befuddled. But when he summoned the courage to say that he expected at least a slight bump in pay, the legendary horseman looked him straight in the face and told him while he was an excellent athlete, no one was ever going to pay to watch him wrestle. Callaway shared that devastating assessment with his on-screen manager Paul Heyman. The wise man, who had started in the wrestling business as a 14-year-old con man slash photographer for the WWF during Vincent J. McMahon's tenure as boss, and still had plenty of contacts, immediately reached out to Bruce Pritchard. Pritchard had Mark on his radar already and was excited about having a chance to talk to him. But Vincent Kennedy McMahon was not quite as enthused with the idea and tried to cancel their scheduled meeting. A little more prodding from Pritchard and some positive words from the likes of Heyman and Hulk Hogan got Vince to reconsider. Vince took the meeting at his Stamford mansion, not his office in Titan Towers. And as the story goes, Vince fell in love with the man behind the potential and physicality, Mark Calloway. The WWF had been looking for a new character to pair with Bruce Pritchard's on-screen persona of Brother Love. The idea was a yin to Brother Love's yang. They started with the simple and opposite idea that since Brother Love wore white, his new mentee would dress head to toe in black. The art department began sketching potential outfits, and upon the first viewing, Vince quickly declared that this character is an undertaker. Meanwhile, Mark Calloway was at home knowing that the WWF had interest, but not knowing exactly when he would hear from them again. It only took a couple of days before Vince called and posed the question, Is this The Undertaker? In the lead up to that year's Survivor Series, the WWF started promoting The Oval, or The Egg, that was set to hatch at the pay-per-view event. And Calloway might have been led to believe that he was potentially in line to be the man to spring forth from that egg, though according to Pritchard, this was never actually the plan. But as opposed to the thought of having to shave his head and eyebrows and become the Eggman or some other Mr. Clean lookalike, The Undertaker sounded like an upgrade. So Mean Mark answered in the affirmative, and The Undertaker persona started to come together. Originally dubbed Kane The Undertaker, after the first man to commit murder in the Bible, he made his in-ring debut in a squash match against Mario Mancini at a taping for Superstars of Wrestling a few nights prior to Survivor Series. But that match wouldn't air on WWF TV until December 11th. But a crazy circumstance unfolded in those next few days, which maybe you know, maybe you don't, which leads to something special. Bad News Brown walked out on the WWF. Frustrated that Vince hadn't, and he felt likely wouldn't, stick to his agreement to make Brown the first ever black WWF champion. This left a hole in Ted DiBiase's million-dollar team, which was set to take on the Dream Team, anchored by Dusty Rhodes. So The Undertaker was plugged in, 
which in a way rewrote the record books, allowing us to remember the debut of this landmark cornerstone franchise character as taking place at one of the original Big Four pay-per-views. DiBiase promised a big, very big surprise in his pre-match promo, and he delivered. Among the first and most apropos words spoken once he appeared on screen were those of Roddy Piper, the now famous, look at the size of that ham hock. And Roddy wasn't the only one taken aback by the imposing figure. The shots of the crowd found more than a few people slack-jawed and silent, just taking in the awesome presentation of the character. Undertaker started the match against the Hitman. After getting manhandled, Brett tagged in the Anvil, who didn't fare much better. Next to try his luck was Coco Beware, who in short order would take the first televised tombstone piledriver and get eliminated. Later in the match, Undertaker would climb to the top buckle, take a shuffle step or two along the top rope, and bring down a double axe handle that would be enough to eliminate the American Dream. Brother Love put the boots to Dusty on the floor, but when Dusty recovered enough to put his hands on Brother Love, the Undertaker would come to the rescue and get countered out while beating Dusty back up the entryway. DiBiase would later pin Brett to record the W for the Million Dollar Team, but in retrospect, this night would most likely be remembered for The Undertaker. Well, that and the gobbledygooker, who would hatch from the previously mentioned egg. And it all took place on this day in wrestling history, November 22nd, 1990. Want to hear another couple of interesting moments surrounding The Undertaker and November 22nd? In 2015, on the same day and at the same event, The Undertaker and Kane defeated Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the arrival of The Undertaker. And in 2020, again on November 22nd, exactly 30 years to the day from his WWE debut, The Undertaker said his final farewell at another Survivor Series, this time from the Thunderdome in Orlando, Florida. WWE even made sure to include an augmented reality projection of the late Paul Bearer. The ceremony was a definitive end to one of the greatest careers in WWE history, and certainly their greatest character. Well, that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about The Undertaker or Survivor Series 1990, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com groups slash wrestling news show or just search Daily Wrestling News Show. Either way, click join and we'll let you in to talk about The Undertaker, Survivor Series, The Gobbledygooker, or any historical wrestling topic. And if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another episode of The Daily Wrestling News Show.